Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Let us pray. Lord God, you have declared that your kingdom is among us. Open our eyes to see it, our ears to hear it, our hearts to hold it, our hands to serve it. This we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Today's scripture comes from the book of Luke, chapter 14, verse 1, and then verses 7 through 14. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading today comes from Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. Listen, God's people. For the word of God, as it comes to you here, now, in this place. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison, as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured, as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Harold Arthur Perry was a very private individual who never drew attention to himself ate leftovers out of his lunchbox. Sometimes it was only an apple. 
Holy Trinity Episcopal Church was a small congregation in rural upstate Vermont near the Canadian border and Harold's hometown. This church struggled to keep their doors open, maintenance, and different costs. And yet they always treated Harold with kindness and respect. He never attended services ever since his mother died many years ago. And yet he would be frequently seen around the church as the church reached out to those in need, particularly young single mothers. When Perry died, few would remember him or even know who he was. And yet he remembered his mother's church. And so the man who used a rubber band to keep his lunchbox closed surprised everyone when he left nearly $8 million to the church, not only to keep their doors open, but so that the table for all would be open as well. The church, the community, would never be the same. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. So the church had all this money, and they went on a long search for their next priest. Specifically, they needed a higher office to manage all this money. In the Episcopal Church, it's called the rector. They wanted to make sure this person wouldn't be too overwhelmed, but also not too overconfident with this money. But they finally found the person they felt God had called to their church. And that's when the bishop stepped in. I'm sorry, he said to the church leaders, but you've selected a priest who is gay and has a committed partner. And by our church polity, a rector can only cohabitate with another person if the union is blessed by the church. Let marriage be held in honor by all. So here's what I suppose, the bishop continued. Let us bless your new pastor's civil union so that he and his husband can serve your church. The leaders agreed, and the bishop did a marriage ceremony in the morning and the installation service that very afternoon. And the church and the pastor and his husband began the good work, continued the good work, building a social hall, which was much nicer, had a certified kitchen, yet was still open to the entire community, whether you were rich or poor, gay or straight. Let mutual love continue. In our scripture today, Jesus speaks of these parties, these banquets and invitations of who to invite, where to sit, how we are to navigate these halls of power. Now, before we get too far, let us be reminded that he's talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to those who study the law, who know their Bibles well, who know the very order of things. Sound familiar? He's talking to us. Not only us as Presbyterians, but perhaps the U.S., where as only 4% of the world's population, we have 70% of the world's lawyers. Now, if you're doing a mental math here, that's one in about every 300 Americans. Now, in D.C., it's a little worse. It's one for every 22. 
we certainly know the letter of law, the letter of the law in this country. But do we follow it? More importantly, do we follow the spirit of the law? Take these stoles that we pastors wear. There's a tradition that says these come from the washcloth or the cloak, the garment that Jesus wore before he washed his disciples. And yet you can see in this ornateness that it has become something else. And there's something in history that says it's left over from the Roman Empire to determine rank, to determine power. We don't know if the Pharisees wore stoles like this, but we knew that they were very keen on rank and power. And Jesus is here to deconstruct. First, focusing on the guests, advising them not to sit in a place of honor lest they be demoted, but instead begin in the lowest place so that they might be uplifted. For those wondering why, Jesus says, for all who exalted will be humbled, and those who are humbled will be exalted. These are words carefully chosen by Luke, for they echo chapter 1 of Luke, Mary's song, the Magnificat, where she sings, God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. And the Greek, they use similar words. Just as God has treated Mary, uplifting her lowly status to be the very mother of God, so does her son Jesus, the son of God, call out these Pharisees, people in power, to allow them to be humbled so that they too might be uplifted. So be it if you are a guest. But what if you are a host? Jesus has words for you as well. This is not a game of inviting your rich and powerful friends for fundraisers. No, this is not so that they can return the favor. Jesus says that when you're having a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. In other words, those who cannot pay, who may not ever be able to return the favor. Those who have no right or standing to be even be at that banquet, for there is no repayment, except that you may be righteous that is, right with God, and that you might find yourself in the company of the resurrected, those being made whole by God. Today, as a community of faith, I believe we are doing our part to go to these lowest places, to reach out to those who are in need. As we return to school, we are collecting donated school supplies to students in need, as we come to the table today, we are, collecting, we are collecting donated food to those who are hungry. As we go to coffee hour after this, I believe with the rain, probably in the social hall, notice that we serve fair trade coffee, that your purchase of these bags help ensure that we support farmers for their fair work and sustain their livelihoods. And aren't we a little lowly today, those of us in our tie-dye shirts? Something is amiss here as a sign and symbol of the reversal of the uplifting. Today also we launch our fall theme, Cultivate. And each week we will focus on a certain aspect of our faith that we seek to cultivate in Christ. Today we cultivate 
our labors in Christ. We spend so much time, perhaps more time than anyone, than anything else we do, save maybe sleep, working, laboring, earning money. Whether you are a student or a teacher or a custodian, whether you're a worker with a white collar, blue collar, or no collar at all, whether you work from home, at home, or away from home, may your work be blessed this day and all days to do the very work of God, to uplift the lowly, and perhaps sometimes bring down the powerful. In two weeks, musician, speaker, author, act, activist David Lamont will be with us here in worship. The day before, we are having an open concert, not just open to all of our members, but the entire community, where we can celebrate the gift of music and the gift of being in a beautiful location for the beauty of the earth, for the beauty of this place, for the beauty of this people. David will then share with us later on Sunday, World Changing 101, and how his gifts as a musician has been used to change the world and how our labors, too, might change it as well. And yet, if we are to begin to change the world, I believe Jesus calls us to begin in the lowest place. Who do you remember in the lowest place? How will you remember them? Maybe it's helping out next week with Alpha House, with the families temporarily homeless in Ann Arbor. Maybe it's volunteering, like many volunteers last night, with feeding our neighbors, taking prepared food left over from the Michigan games and distributing to those in need. Maybe it's volunteering with our children or youth as good leaders and role models. Where will you go to serve the living God? Wherever you go, let mutual love continue. Remember those in prison. Remember those being tortured as though you were in prison and tortured yourself. This means we cannot just watch Orange is the New Black. We cannot just read reports of Guantanamo Bay or Abu Ghraib. That doesn't cut it. Yes, we should be informed. But I'm sorry. When we look at this text, we remember those in the lowest place as if we were there. As if we were families grieving from the most recent mass shooting in Odessa, Texas. As if we were communities fearful of an oncoming hurricane. As if we were family members who have traveled, have fled violence, only to be separated at the border. We, as Christians, as followers of Christ, can boldly go to these places because we know that God is the host, that God will never leave us or forsake us, so that we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let us remember who is welcome at this table. Let us remember who is invited here to this place. It is the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. 
You do not even have to stand on your own two feet to be here. If you arrive on a stretcher, you are welcome. If you arrive on an inflatable raft across the Mediterranean, you are welcome. If you arrive in a shipping container, you are welcome. And we will do whatever it takes to make sure that there is space here in this place, this lowest of places. Because this is the table of the Lord, the table where all are fed, and no one goes away hungry. If you are from El Paso, Odessa, Dayton, Gilroy, you are welcome here. If you are from Puerto Rico, Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, or anywhere else, you are welcome here. In a moment, we will sing for the beauty of the earth. And let us remember what makes this world, this place, beautiful. Yes, it is for the beauty of creation. It is also for the beauty and the labor of our hands that comes through our mutual love for one another. Pay attention to verse 4, for the joy of human love. Who is our brother and our sister? How might we share this joy with others, especially those in the lowest of places? How might we experience God's love in our own lowest places? Here is where our labor begins, in the lowest place. Our labor of love begins here. Amen. God has gifted and called you to teach, administer, and serve those who are growing in knowledge and skills for their own future and the world's. God grant you love, patience, wisdom, and courage as you nurture those God has given into your care. May God bless the callings that you have received. We give, we give thanks, thanks to God for you. Your labor matters. May you cultivate your life's calling through the grace and gifts of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now who are a public servant or have been working for one of our local governments, leading our communities. If you're a librarian, if you work in one of our area not-for-profits, please remain standing. <laughs> please, teachers, you have to keep standing up. <laughs> body and spirit remain standing. God has gifted and called you to protect the innocent, to preserve the peace, defend justice, and promote a well-functioning society, community, and world. May God bless you with inspiration, vision, discipline, and love as you lead our organizations and our broader community into the fullness of being God's image bearers in the world. May God bless the callings that you have received. We, we give thanks to God for you. Your labor matters. May you cultivate your life's calling through the grace and gifts of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a part of any other vocation not yet named, would you please rise and body and spirit? <laughs> the range of callings is as broad as this world and as diverse as her people. To all gathered here today, God has gifted and called you in ways that reflect your own unique preparation and interest. May God bless you with joy and purpose in your work and the ability to see the value of gifts, of your gifts for others. May God bless you and may God bless the callings you have received. 
God will make for all people a feast of rich foods and well-aged wines. The Lord will destroy the shroud that is cast over us. God will swallow up death forever and wipe away every tear. On that day, the people of God will say, This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in God's saving love. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right, it is good, and it is joyful to give thanks to you, God of mystery and miracle. In your wisdom, you made all things and sustained them by your power. When there was only darkness, you made light. When the earth lay dormant, you made plants and fruits and creatures of all kinds. When we were just dust, you gathered us up and formed us in the image of you to love and serve you and live in peace with your creation. When we cried out to you from captivity, you claimed us as your own. When we rebelled against you, you did not abandon us but sent prophets to call us back to your way. Then in the fullness of time, you sent your only son to redeem us. Jesus, born of Mary, your word became flesh. And we give thanks for Jesus, for his teaching and healing, his challenging and feeding, his living and dying and rising, that we might be blessed with him and the entire world made new. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with the woman who gave birth to you, with the women who befriended you and fed you, who argued with you and touched you, the woman who anointed you for death, the women you met, risen from the dead and with all your lovers throughout the ages, who forever sing the glory of your name. O God of resurrection and new life, Send us forth burning with justice, peace, and love. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, our mighty God, now and forever. And now let us pray for God's rule on earth, as Jesus teaches us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. For more information, visit us on the web at www.firstpresbyterian.org or send an email to info at firstpresbyterian.org. See you next week for another sermon from First Press.